Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. So we're talking about the attitude of the kingdom, attitude of the kingdom, attitude of the kingdom. Now when you say attitude of the kingdom, that means what is a kingdom? You have king and dominion. So you have a king and his dominion. There is somebody called a king and he has his jurisdiction. And the king in this case is Jesus. He has a kingdom that is ruling. That's why the Bible says in 1 Colossians chapter 1 verse 3, he says, God has, yes, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son. Another version will tell you, he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So there are two kingdoms at play. There are two kingdoms at play. Luke chapter 11 you will see that Jesus was talking. He said, if I can cast out demons in the heart by the finger of God, then surely the kingdom of God has come, against, has come unto you. Now, I'm not really going into much into that, but it's just for, important for us to know that there is what Jesus will call the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth. There are two kingdoms. But the kingdom of God oversees both the kingdom of earth and of heaven. It's as if you have a country and there are two states in it. So what that division did not say that the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. He said the kingdom of God has come upon you. God help us all in Jesus' name. So then the Bible talks about Jesus. He says, He says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Isaiah chapter 9. He said, unto, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He said, His government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counsel Almighty, Everlasting God. He said, He said, The government will be upon his shoulder. What he's saying is that. Is that, is, is that he is a king and there is a kingdom. There is a government that has to be run. Now, so when you look at a government, when you look at a kingdom, there are two things. Well, there are a lot of things that are in play, that are at play, sorry, at play in a kingdom. One, there has to be a king. The king is God. Two, there has to be a constitution. There has to be a constitution. So like in UK, you have the unwritten constitution, but there is a law that governs everybody. And there are going to, there would be what you may call as the culture of the kingdom, the attitude of the kingdom. So let me just point out something to you. That's why when the Bible calls the saints, you have an advocate. Sister Laura was dealing with this last week. You have an advocate. What is the job of an advocate? An advocate does not write laws. Advocate interprets laws and defends you based on the law. Jesus is not in writing laws. 
only operating based on the law. That's why he said, I have not come to break the law. Do you get what I'm trying to say? What, what, why is that important? As a Christian, see, there is nothing outside the scriptures that Jesus is going to do for you that if the scriptures does not emphasize, lay the foundation, he cannot create a new Bible for you. Does that make sense? So that means that when you two come before God, you can rely on the scriptures because that is the constitution. That's why God said he has put his word, scripture, above himself because even in this land, the queen is governed. The government itself is governed by the law. So in the kingdom of God, the constitution overrides everything. Does that make sense? So that is why when the Bible says, Jesus is your advocate. So basically what is, he, he brings, a lawyer comes in and stands before the judge and he, he, he places his judgment on the law. That's why when you say, you know, um, there's some, there some conversations that I was listening to. He said, he said when a lawyer does not have the facts on, the, on his side, if he plays the defense, if you don't have the slide, you play, you, you hit, you target the person, the character of the person. But if you don't, if you cannot defeat the character of the person, you begin to bang the table. So if you cannot, if you, if the law is on your side, you, you attack the person that is accusing you. So you say, you know what, whatever the law says, this person's character is bad. Do you get what I'm telling you? But all I'm saying to us is this, is that in the kingdom of God, there are constitutions. The constitution is written. So everybody is operating based on that constitution. That's why Peter said, if an angel appears and he tells you anything contrary to what is written in the scripture, that angel should be cursed. Why? Because that is the constitution. So when we say, you know, no, my whole personal life experience, whatever your personal life experience is, is your problem. This is this is the constitution that we're working by. That is why you, when you begin to understand how kingdom works, first Samuel, not you have to do two ones after that. First Samuel, he says, he says, and Samuel told now, it, this is after they they decided to have a king. Samuel was saying to them, you know what, you guys need to understand the manner of the kingdom, how kingdoms behave. So Israel has never had a king before. But when they had a king, Samuel had to sit them down and say, you see, this is how kingdoms behave. In a kingdom, there are constitutions. In a kingdom, there, are, there, are, there is the tradition, there is the way they behave in that kingdom. God bless us all in Jesus' name. So, We would be looking at, we were not looking much at the constitution. Of course, you will be backed up by the constitution, but we will be looking more at the attitude, the, the, the attitude in the kingdom, the attitude in the kingdom. Now, have you ever heard where people say that your attitude stinks? Not you, but somebody has said, you know, that person's attitude stinks. So in the kingdom also, there is, it also carries that kind of attitude. Atti people, attitude can stink, 
in such a way that God will say, get that person out of my sight. Because their attitude stinks. One of one the major attitude in the kingdom that would determine determines a lot of things is gratitude. That is the lifestyle in the kingdom. I will give you an example in the scriptures. Go to Genesis chapter 2 for me, please. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16. It says, And God commanded, saying, Of every tree in the garden, you are freely able to eat, but one of them you should not. You can eat of any kind of fruit in the garden. While what led Hadam to want to go to that one seed? As such, if you Google it, you have, I think, in the history of the world, as of now, and the history of the world, we have, we've had about 60,000 to 100,000 different species of trees. So imagine this man had a 100,000 trees to eat from. This one, is the one I must And how did the devil make his say, you think he is hiding so he's no what yes, I I can say that he's giving you so many trees to eat from. But this one, see, is not good enough. If, can I put it to you that it was lack of gratitude that led Adam to fall? There were so many trees, you can say, oh, you see, if, even if I don't have that one, I have a hundred thousand or ninety-nine point nine nine thousand trees to eat from. But it was, and as a result of that, the attitude began to steam and it handed out. You will see it properly in Malachi chapter 2. When I when we begin to talk about attitude, this, this kind of attitude that when it becomes to a point, it begins to stink before God. He says, now all priests, now these are anointed people, now all priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear, if you will not take it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Let's go on, please. He said, yes, I have cursed it. And because you do not take it to heart, behold, I would rebook your descendant and I will spend, spread, uh, spread refuse on your faces. Another, another version will tell you, I will spread feces or dung on your face. What does fist or dung do? He stinks. So it was saying, see, the attitude in the kingdom is gratitude. Romans chapter 1. Now, 
The Bible says, even they did not retain, sorry, it said, it said even as they did not, they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. On that version, we'll tell you that because they did not acknowledge him as God. He said, he gave them over. What does that mean? He threw them out. Because in the kingdom, the attitude is gratitude. The attitude is gratitude. You would see Jesus. Jesus lived, Jesus made an example to us. Understanding how the attitude of the kingdom is. Everything, Jesus gave thanks. In fact, when he was about to go and die, when he was going to break the bread of his own body, talking about his own suffering, the Bible says he took it up and gave thanks. Because that is the culture of the kingdom. Does this make sense to us? Now, Jesus fed Matthew chapter 15, verse 35 to 37. In this place, Jesus fed five, uh, well, fed, fed 5,000 people. Sorry, 4,000 people. No, Jesus fed people twice. And the Bible says, and he caused the multitude to sit down. And he took the loaves of bread and, and five, seven loaves of bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to the disciples. He took the seven loaves of bread. Don't worry, I know that some of us are, the Bible says, Akaramano uh, Ejamiji, you know what, you will get that. It's, 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 he took the seven loaves of bread and he gave thanks. When he was about to feed the 4,000 people. This is Matthew chapter 15. If you go to Matthew chapter 14, Matthew chapter 14, this is another event. He was about to feed 5,000 people. You see, what I'm trying to say is that when he wanted to feed 4,000, when he wanted to feed 5,000, the attitude was the same. So the Bible says that then he said, and he, he said, bring them here, and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass, and he took five loaves of bread and two fishes, because there are two different events. But what I'm trying to say is that either he was feeding five, either he was feeding two, gratitude. It, it was, it was the, he knows that is the way, that is the culture of the kingdom. No matter what your prayer request is, it must be ingratitude. It must be ingratitude. In fact, it was so much that in John chapter 6, that the Bible says that for the following day, when the people who were standing at the other side of the sea, John chapter 6, 22 to 23, said the following day when the people who were sitting on the other side of the tree, Sorry, oh sorry, other side of the sea. Saw that there was there was no other boat except that one which his disciples had entered, and Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples have gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias. 
near the place where they had bread after the Lord gave thanks. So people were, there was, people knew that, you know, his attitude, no matter what it was, he would give thanks. It was, that was the attitude that mattered. I see it in Luke also. You see, we, we, we have the case of, uh, just, we have the case of, of the leper. And the Bible says that when he saw that he was healed, he came back to give God thanks. John chapter 11, do you remember now, you, you would see again, I'm just talking, I would just describe what happened here. It was the case of Nazareth. Jesus knew that, he said, I am the resurrection, so I can do it. It is not a problem. But it's interesting that when he got to the grave, he, even though he, he, he understood that he had the power, he knows that the culture is to give thanks. I can buy it myself. It's not, it's not that difficult. What's the what? No. Even in that process, the culture of the kingdom is gratitude. The culture of the kingdom is, 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 is gratitude. May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Do we have look there after that? Okay, don't worry. Psalms. David understood this well. David would say seven times a day, I give you praise. Now, it has to be a culture. Please, before you read this thing and you say, seven times a day, David gave thanks. Do you know that in this seven times a day, it would include the time when people came to his house, cleared his whole family that David was crying. That several times a day, that day is also included. The day when his son died, that same day was included. The day when his son, uh, Absalom, wanted to take his kingdom away from him. That same day is included in seven days, seven times a day. Because it is a culture. It is not, it is, it is not, um, it is just the way we do things in the kingdom. You have to learn to say thank you. Be grateful. At times, one of the challenges I see, you would know somebody when somebody lives a life of gratitude or not. Because it would be so obvious about them that even in their regular life, if you do something, you say, ah, thank you. Because it is, see, this one, you cannot be, you cannot be spiritual. I say, no, it is only when I come before God. No, you will see it in your name because, please, if you are doing this seven times a day, you will get to a point that, you know, if somebody does anything, anything, no matter how little it is, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Because it is a culture. 
It is a culture. So gratitude is a culture in the kingdom. When we don't have that lifestyle, I'm not saying thank God once a while, that lifestyle, you would begin to operate from outside. Somebody called me um, today, I complained about something, a bad treatment at work, and, and I said, thank God that you have a job. I said, no, I said, no, we will pray about that. But our first prayer is, Father, we thank you. There are people who don't have a job. Gratitude. Because that is how the kingdom works. In fact, see, it's important. Now, as we bring this a bit more closer, is that you need to know that your offering before God is attached to you. See, if you all, if you all contribute one, one pound like this, if you do an offering, you contribute one, one, one pound, everybody knows. Before God, each one pound is connected to the person that dropped it. Each one pound has a name written on it. Why is this important? Now, when you read Genesis chapter um, chapter 4, you discover that this is how when God rejected the offering of Cain, the Bible says he did not have respect for Cain and his offering. Why is this important? Cain came before his own offering. Your offering does not come before you. You come before your offering. So, that is why you will see in scriptures where God will say, take the noise of your singing away from me. Because that's why Jesus said, they are worshipping me with their mouth, but their heart is far away from me. So when people are doing group dance in church, I'm not saying it's bad, don't get me wrong, but your heart is very disconnected. It's only your body frame that is moving. As far as God is concerned, you are just doing exercise. There's nothing out of it. Because the heart is connected to that offer. That is why somebody that does not know Christ, that is living a very terrible life, when I mean terrible, deliberately living a life of sin, and you bring a million pounds before God, as far as everyone is concerned, that money means nothing. It may help the church, <laughs> but aside from church accounts, does not have any accounts? <laughs> God help us in Jesus' name. Now, so the Bible says God rejected Cain first before his offering. That's why when we read the Tarun, and that is quite powerful. The Tarun, please. Amen. The Tarun, chapter 28, verse 47 to 48. So I have to repeat these things because of those who will be listening on podcast. I'm trying. God help me. Hallelujah. 
So, Peter chapter 28, 47 to 48, he said, Because you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything, therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and in thirst, in nakedness, and may God help us all in Jesus' name. He said, because it's not that you are not serving God, but he said, it is not joyful. You are not grateful. You are just doing it as in, well, well, they said I should do it anyway. Or, God, you see, with all the things that I have done for you, you are not, you are not blessing me, but I will keep doing it until you do it. You are your own. <laughs> with gratitude in your heart. With gratitude in your heart. That is how the kingdom works. Amos says it. Amos chapter 5, verse 2. We're talking about your heart being connected to what you're doing. Gratitude in your own mind. He says, though you offer me, Amos chapter 5, verse 22, 24. He said, though you offer me offering and grain offering, I will not accept it. Though he said, no, will I regard your fattened peace offering? Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not hear the melody. So these songs have, they have, you know, they, you know there is soprano, there is eternal, there is everything. He said, take away the melody of the strings of your instruments. But let justice reign first. Let righteousness flow like my see at times people you know say Jesus you know that people say that worship was powerful everyone say I didn't say anything because their heart is not there some people their heart is following beats the way that that's ah and things like that no he hasn't gone to level I'm not saying professionalism there is a place for professionalism in fact, I was listening to Ilson, their pastor. And this is how different he, he said, why we, and I think they have one Grammy or things like that. He said, we are having a challenge now that people think when we present the greatest music, they think because we are trying to impress them. But we are actually trying to Give the best gift to God the way we feel in our hearts. Say, but we are now seeing people coming and people are just dancing and I am worried in my heart. Do they know why we are doing what we are doing? Take it on a time. So I'm not talking about lack of professionalism. But that is important as we go along. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Yeah, it says, for tonight, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say rejoice. Please, let me first of all say that there are times when your joy may be low, as in you, you have the joy in you. 
That's why I say they rejoice. What rejoice means is that you replay it back. You get yourself in the mood. That was why Peter or uh, Paul, David would say that. He said, why are you cast down inside of me, you my soul? Remember what he has done. When we say, you have not explained that what you had from last year. Don't worry. I am replaying what he has done. And please, I also want to, you to know that when Paul was writing this letter, he was in the prison. He was in prison when he was telling people who are not in prison, rejoice. <laughs> and I'm saying to you, rejoice again. Who should be telling somebody to rejoice? One in the prison that is taking the king or the one that is outside free? Paul said, rejoice. Said, let your gentleness be known to all men. He said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in prayer and supplication, with thanks, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guide your heart. See, when you are grateful, one of the things is that you just, you just have this peace. You, you, you would... After, see, that is why at times you may pray and afterwards you pray, you go back to, to, to worry. Because you did not finish it up with thanksgiving. Because when you get to a point when you are grateful, you begin to your, your heart, and he said, and the God of peace and, sorry, and the peace of God, sorry, the peace of God which surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and your mind. So, when you finish asking God, because the culture is, be grateful, not just say, Lord, oh, Father, do it, Father, do it. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, you are just using that to pass. <laughs> no, Father, I, I am grateful because I know you would answer my prayers. See, I was, there was a time I had issues at work. And I was so excited. And, and Anna was like, well, why are you? I said, because I am, because I know that I have the answer. Because when I know I have a God that will, answer, will sort this out. So even in the, in the fact, the knowledge of the fact that I know this God, I am even grateful. Before we made the request, before we made the request. And please notice this. He says, let's go on to verse 8, please. Now, after you are prayed, after you are given thanks, and you have this peace in your heart, there is something you need to ensure. He said, finally, whatsoever thing, so don't carry it again and begin to say, ah. or after you have, you have prayed, you have given God thanks, you now go to people and say, um, Tell me, what is... The person that had this problem last, what happened to them? Then they begin to give you analysis and say, ah, the last person that had this problem died of... Died at clinic. Ah! He says, finally, whatsoever things that are true, whatsoever things that are noble, whatsoever things that are just, whatsoever things that are pure, whatsoever things that are lovely, of good reports, he said, and he said, the last one he ended it with, he said, whatsoever things 
or of any virtue, if anything is praiseworthy. So what he's saying is that in that period where you are waiting on God to turn up, make sure your mind is focused on things that will keep that praise, that gratitude in your heart. Does this make sense? Then he now said, please notice that in verse 7, he said that the peace of God. He said, and the things which you have learned and had, you saw in me, do this, and the God of peace. God will first of all send his peace in your hearts before he finally turns up himself. Verse 7 says, the, God, the peace of God. Verse 8 ends up by saying, the God of peace will be with you. But in that period of time, you need to learn to focus your mind on things that are, are praiseworthy. Be grateful. Be grateful. I don't I, I, I people that you know. I've, I've, God has helped me to kind of learn. I've had wonderful experience in this country. Wonderful experience in this country. When I came in, I was doing my master's and I was trying to make hands meet. And so I was in the postman's job. And I will be going, and you know, because you were doing casual then, casual will always, you know, all the permanent staff will take the good area. Casual is the one that will do the whole, exactly. And you, as a casual, you can't, you can't take their car or their van. So you have to walk. So they'll go and drop you on the motorway, which is on a path, not motorway, but major roads, where you have companies here and there. There is no toilet, there is nothing. So you start from that road to the end and walk back. And one day I was, I was so pressed, I wanted to ease myself. And I was walking down to the office and there was no, there was no, no house. Everything was just, it was just businesses and things. And I was walking and I was so pressed to the point that at a point I had to wet myself. And as I wet myself, rain began to fall. And I began to dance. As the God, ah, you, you sent this rain to cover my sheep. So people say, ah, God, after my prayer and fasting, see what has become of my life. <laughs> see what has become of my life. You know, it got to a point, my mom came one day, and my mom said, my mom, my mom couldn't stop. She, she couldn't hold back the tears. She said to me, said, what your, your father's works cannot do is what you are doing. Gratitude. See, God was so happy at that point of gratitude that I was always singing. And somebody now brought me a gift. They brought me a... Um, MP3 or, or is it Walkman or MP3 at least again to be able to listen to more Thanksgiving prayer. So God, I said, God, you know, I just want to keep that. He said, No problem. That person just called. Said, said, I just feel like buying you. Um, so in the rain, I'll be dancing. I'll be dancing. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, God, I thank you. 
thank you for today and things like that. When, when, I, when at times, when, when, when I feel a bit dazzled in, in terms of health-wise, I'm still God. I, I still have about two roads to go. I say, God, thank you for the strength because I can, I can do these two roads. And I'm giving God gratitude in the rain. Because it is the way the kingdom works. It is the way the kingdom works. And you know, when, when, when I went for a graduate um, event and they said, you know, you, you, you just speak to your manager XYZ. So I became a senior manager, I became, well, a manager in, 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 in the area and things like that. And when, when, when some of my staff have problems in an area, and things like that. Or I was, I was, I was going home one day. One of my staff was still struggling you know, to deliver the letter. I just came down on the bus. I picked up the bag from him. I said, oh, "Don't worry about it." And things like that. So I began to deliver, and I was thanking God. Ah, God, see me. I'm working as a manager on the road that I used to work as a casual. God, you are so grateful. Uh, so you are, you are, you are so grateful. And I was, I was thanking God. When my boss told me one day, my director came and said, Hadi, please, we need your help to deliver X, Y, Z. We'll pay you this. I said, no problem. So when I was, I said, God, the, the, I'm delivering the same letter, the, the money I used to get as a casual. I'm doing the same thing, collecting the, the wages of a senior manager. Ah, God, you are grateful. No, sorry. Don't you normally think? Because, see, when you are grateful, when it is a lifestyle, you know, the Bible says, I will take away the, the garment of, the, of, 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 and I'll give, you cannot wear the two garments together. You can only wear one. Sorry, my auntie, is going to kill me. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we, we, okay, let's just quickly, Romans chapter, don't Amen. Yeah, don't worry. I know I just started remembering what we said. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless us in Jesus' name. Because they skipped as usual some back passages, but help us. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 5. He says, now, he says, do not be drunk in, in, in wine, which, dis, which, which is um, this dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, what does wine do? Wine makes you forget your soul. You know, when you are drunk, you drink. He said, but no, be drunk with this, be filled with the spirit, which is the same effect. He said, speaking in what one another in sounds and hymns and spiritual so making melody in your heart, giving thanks always. For all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 20. Did you have Amen. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that it's a rather than drinking wine that will make you fake, feel, forget that pain. So people say, I want to go, I want to go and party wild. I want to just drown it off away. The Bible says, no, there is one. It says, you when you make a melody in your heart, you go through that period. Hallelujah. You see, on, until you understand, Jonah chapter, John, Jonah, you know, you can have, uh, uh, amen. The Bible says something. 
And I think it's important. See, Jonah was, Jonah went to prophesy about certain people. And so about people where we were doing evil and things like that. And he said, you know, they are bad people. We are, we are the righteous ones. Are, these people are, are not, you know, they don't, God should punish them. So he went and he ended up in the belly of the fish. Now, I want you to look at something. He says, he was talking, he said, those who regard worthless idols forsake the God of their mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay my vow to the God of my salvation. Verse 10 says, so the Lord opened the mouth of the fish and it threw him out. Until he learned how to be grateful in the belly of the fish. He was going nowhere. God, you know, you know, you know. You know I am your servant. You know I have served you all my life. You know this and that. No, see how people who don't know God are flourishing. How many of us pray that kind of prayer? That was what he was praying. Until he gave gratitude to God. It was a struggle. Please go back to the previous one, Isaiah chapter 38. Go to verse, from verse 19, please. He said, the living man, the, the, living, the living man shall praise you, Lord, as I do today. Now, this man was sick. He was about to die. He said, and the father shall, sorry, the father shall make known your name, make known your, your truth to the children. The Lord is ready. He didn't say he has saved me. The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, I will sing my song with stringed instruments. Go on, man. He says, all the days of my life in the house of the Lord. Now, Isaiah said, let them go and bring the lump of the feet and apply it as it is a politics on the boy and he shall recover. That means that he was still on the sick bed. And I said, God, you know, I know you are, the fact that you are going to do it, I am grateful. They give me a prophecy. God said that I am going to do this. The first thing you say, when they said last year, anyway, it's not a problem. It's not, it's not, but they used to say, this is, this is, this is, when somebody stands before you to give prophecies, that, I can give you three prophecies God will say. They've been saying it since, yeah, it's, it's not a problem. It's a normal thing. It's normal thing. You know, go, go to my prophet. Or when somebody comes again, that, you, that maybe the person that has become to you, that's what he's going to say. You're going to tell me that God, God will bless me. Go tell me that. Yeah, that's what he's going to say. What is he what is going to say? And when he says, say, yes, you see, you see, I told you. But rather than saying, God, the fact that you can still remember, I am grateful. The fact that you can still remember, the fact that you are still repeating shows that you are saying that, you know, I haven't forgotten you and I am grateful. Gratitude is... We'll just read three verse scriptures and we'll go. Second Timothy, chapter 3, 1 to 5. He said, but now, in the last days, perilous time will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, 
boasters and proud. Blasphemers. You know all those ones, we know that they are very bad things. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. In the last days, people will be unthankful. They will think, no, it is my right. I know what I want. How can I, how can I, you see, it's, what, what am I supposed to be grateful about? Some people cannot even say thank you for the little things. Because, you know, it, it's, it's normal. The Bible says, in the last days, people will be unthankful. Go to verse 5. And that's like he said, he said, he said, every form of godliness, they deny, deny its power. From such people, Timothy run away. What Paul is saying, don't even associate yourself with them. People that are unthankful, everything is, but, but my life used to be better than that. You still have a life, that's why you're comparing it. If you don't have one, just going to hand on the scripture. And I think this kind of puts it in line for me. Matthew chapter 15. This is a woman that she came to Jesus for healing. And Jesus said to her, No, you are a dog. And he said, This food is for children. In the, not in the modern day of Yugi, in in those days, dogs stay outside. Children stay inside. So Jesus said, no, you are meant to be outside. And the Bible says, then she came and worshipped him. So she came with a gratitude. And he said, but he answered and he said, it is not meat for me to give the children's dog to, uh, for, uh, children's bread to, and to cast it to dogs. Let's go on, please. He said, but he said, the, the, the truth, Lord, yet the, 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 the dogs will eat the crumbs which fall from, this, from their master's feet. Then Jesus hands and said to her, woman, your great faith. Your, sorry, your uh, old woman or thy great, sorry, thy great, old woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Now, what I'm trying to point out is this children sit inside, dogs sit outside. Because of worship, a dog was able to come from outside into the house. And children were kicked outside because of lack of worship. Does this make sense? Go to the side, side for Isaiah chapter 12, the one before. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that there are gates. Your gate is Salvation, sorry, the walls is salvation and your gates is praise. That's why the Bible says, enter into his courts with thanksgiving. Because that is the only way you enter. <coughs> Any other thing you do without that, you speak from outside. 
It doesn't mean that God will not hear. When a dog is barking from outside, then the, 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 the person can hear them and he can decide to throw food from the fence. But that dog has no right to come in. And the woman says, see, even dogs know how to worship. The Bible says she bowed down her head and began to worship her. And Jesus said, ha, woman, you know, you, you are past the test. Because gratitude opens the door. Gratitude is the way the kingdom works. Giving thanks for anything at any time. Gratitude sustains things in the kingdom. Baba Dekwe said something once. He said they were in camp one day. And there was a report of people getting beaten by snake. He said it was, things were just happening. And he said, he went in the place of prayer. He said, God, what is going on? Because I can hear him. He said, you see, when I come down, all those things. He said, but can you remember that the, they, were used to, they used to do some certain services where they just give God praise and thanks. You know, they began to cut them. They began to plan, you know, let's plan our times better. He said, God said, return to that. And you'll be brought in where snakes don't operate. At times, why people, some people are still in the belly of the fish? It's because they are not grateful for anything. They want to complain about everything. My dad used to say that, you know, when he was taking, when he, he built, when we built our house in Lagos, and we were taking his bath, he said, God, ah, this is me in Lagos, taking bath in my own house. Me from the village. Who knows me? Thank you, Lord. What, what house have I, have I built? No, see, this is, see what my friends are driving. God, as this car is, is jacking, know that. Let it be. Remember, remember all the time that I have been suffering for you. God will, God will just say, you know, there are people that are walking and says, I'm so it's not a problem. <laughs> you know, there are reasons at times. Even at times in church, there are times when, you know, when we say upset and I'll be that lift wasn't working and I will be carrying, oh, lots of people do, but I'm just using my as an example and I appreciate that. I'll be carrying um, uh, speakers and things like that. And I'll be carrying the officers as a God. Thank you that I'm strong. Thank you for strength. That I can carry this from here to here. It's, it's your strength. It's ability. Thank you. Each time, it is an opportunity for me to give God praise. Gratitude. Gratitude opens the door for a lot of things. That is how this kingdom operates. Anyone that was not operated by that king, they may be in the kingdom, but they are outside. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.